want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. Yep, so two days has gone by, and I'm starting to think that frickin' Mockingbird listens to the Taz Show. Don't know what happened, believe it or not. Haven't heard that song, bitch, in two days. Hopefully I didn't just jinx myself, but for those that don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to catch up. Had a Mockingbird issue that just kept talking. Whistling all night long. And it was pissing me off and my family And it's gone So I don't know what happened I could just tell you I didn't touch it So uh, I probably jinxed myself But that thing will be back this evening Flying around and whistling at 2 o'clock in the morning And chirping Uh, Welcome to Taz show everybody Uh, I am Taz and uh, thank you for downloading this episode of the show As usual very much appreciated You're doing that um, on radio.com Or Apple Podcast Or wherever you get your pods so, uh, as usual, uh, appreciate the love. You know that for sure. Um, this episode, get into a little extreme rules. WWE's got a little pay per view called Extreme Rules this Sunday. So, we'll do a little uh, pre show esque, eh, maybe a prediction or two here. We'll get into some chatter about the uh, SmackDown women's title, the Raw women's title. We'll talk a little uh, US championship match. We'll talk. Some intercontinental championship match We'll talk a little uh, a little Smackdown tag title Not going to go over every single match There's a lot of matches uh, We'll go into uh, uh, Lashley Reigns And uh, WWE title match with AJ and Rusev So we'll get into all of this fun stuff In this episode of the show So, And uh, it, should be, uh, it should be a granddaddy A granddaddy, a good one I should say uh, A good episode of the Taz Show as usual, you know, I do my best to bring the wood um, So uh, the other thing I was going to say is uh, Oh yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Dojo Pro If those aren't familiar with that, I'll get into that in a second um, Which is a uh, a very interesting concept An in- interesting thing if you're a wrestling fan You might be interested in checking out And I'll get into that in a minute um, So I just want to let you know, uh, folks That if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran Please call the Veterans Crisis Line Confidential support is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year for veterans and their families It's uh, very simple guys, you just dial 1-800-273-8255 and, uh, and uh, pressing the number 1 Or using the online chat function on veteranscrisisline.net Or you could also text folks, you could text uh, 838-255 So The Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. Okay, that's important. Even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. So please check out uh, veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran uh, loved one in crisis. Again, I give the phone number one more time, 800-273-8255 and press number one. 
or using the online chat function on veteranscrisisline.net or texting 838255. So um, veteranscrisisline.net. So there you go. Um, so as I was saying, uh, guys, I was talking uh, for a, briefly for a second or two. I was talking about something called Dojo Pro. Now, a lot of you might not be familiar with that. Now, someone had text, I'm sorry, text tweeted me suggesting um, I take a look at this program on Amazon Prime, okay? Uh, it's not on television. It streams online on Amazon Prime. Now, some of you guys might not have the Amazon Prime gimmick and you have to pay for it or what have you, but I've heard of it recently, and then I saw someone tweet, and I apologize to the person who tweeted me. I should have jotted your name down, and I did not, and I'm currently not looking at the uh, Twitter account, so I am sorry from wherever you are, and I'm give, not giving you the credit on that. Uh, anyway, um, uh, so it sparked me because it was in my brain to maybe take a look at it. I didn't think about talking about it, and maybe I'll talk more about it in the future here, but I want to just let you know i did catch episode one now these are all on amazon prime it's a very unique concept um you know it's very tough to be original in the realm of professional wrestling and these people with this dojo pro have found a way to do this okay so they found a way to be original to be a little different now, if there's been something similar to this, I'm to be frank, I'm not too familiar with it. So I'm not saying there isn't. Um, basically, I'll, I'll try and give you an overview of it. I, look, I don't work for them. I don't, you know, this is not my, uh, I, I, have, I have nothing to do with them. I'm, uh, you know, whatever it is, what it is. It's just basically what it is. It's, it's kind of like a, um, it's like a reality TV type competition, like tournament uh, format type style. What 13 independent wrestlers, okay, uh, and you have guys in this thing uh, from James Storm to Jeff Cobb, Joey Janela, um, and I'll go, over, I'll go over the whole list of, of the 13 in a second, but those are the names that are popping out. So basically, they got to kind of fight their way up, and they have, a, they have a belt, a championship belt. They have a white belt, and that's what, if you win that first match, the, the guy who wins that first match gets the white belt and that's the episode that i had saw i had seen or saw whatever the proper english is and that was a guy named kevin Koo who who was victorious over carrie awful that's the episode i saw okay and then you have to kind of then you face the next guy and then each week type type of gimmick so very cool concept and the winner of the whole thing you not only get the dojo pro black belt but you also get an opportunity at the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, which is interesting. When I saw Ring of Honor's name involved, I'm like, oh, wow, Ring of Honor's involved with this. Interesting. So um, some of the, I'll name the, the, the 13 guys and where they have them ranked. And the rankings, I believe what they said in the first episode, don't quote me, was that uh, experts or, you know, people like uh, who cover the industry uh, listed these guys in ranking order, which honestly is subjective and that means guys that are fans like a lot of you are <laughs> that either have a, a a column on you know some twitter account or instagram account uh is now an expert or maybe it's a writer i don't know i mean everybody's an expert everybody's an expert on pro wrestling so um but anyway i, I that was sarcasm if you didn't get it then take a look because it's coming at you again everybody's a friggin' expert in pro wrestling that has a computer a laptop or a mobile device and has watched and watches wrestling and enjoys it okay back up taz don't vent you've been nice thus far in this pod 
back up and chill. Whew. Pins and needles, needles and pins. It's a happy man that grins. For those that are original Taz Show fans, they know why I say that. That calms me down. I hacked it from the honeymooners, showing my age. So here's the ranking of these people, these men. So number one, they have, well, let me back up. They had it ranked starting. This is how it was from jump, right? Uh, they had it, it's, they had it, I'll go, Carrie Offer was number 12, and, well, in contention for number 12, but then Kevin Koo was 12, but he won the first episode. I don't want to spoil this, because I, I, I don't want to give away too much, I'm just telling you what the rankings are, you figure it out. Gunnar Miller was number 11, is number 11, uh, Wheeler Utah, Utah, I should say, is number 10, Kerry Hollis is number 9, Joey Janela is number 8, Brandon Cutler is number seven. James Storm, my man, homeboy, uh, number six. Ricky Starks is number five. Uh, Aaron Solo is number four. Uh, MJF is number three. And Shane Strickland's number two. Number one is Jeff Cobb. Okay, so it's 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 a pretty cool gimmick, man. Just like the layout of this thing, they do it in a studio, in a TV like a TV studio. And uh, from what I understand, they do this in Nashville. That's where these were, were taped, and they were taped a few months back. This is not live. It's it's in a TV studio that that maybe besides the ring, they they probably have. Jeez, no lie, it's it's got to be forty people in the studio. That's it. That are in attendance. That are. In quotations, fans um, Their broadcasters, their commentator Is a guy named Mark Resichetch I, I don't know how to say his name I've uh, No disrespect, I've never heard of him The host is a guy named Matt Lott uh, And the post-match uh, interviewer Is Rob Johnston And uh, the ring announcer is Dominic Manlar Now, they a, a couple things I like A couple things I didn't like Okay, I guess I'll go with the negative first the booking, the style of the match, the match. Okay, I'm. This is the problem. I'm. I'm stopping and starting because I'm. I hate to pass judgment on seeing one episode, and that's what I'm fixing to do here. Which I, I apologize to these people at Dojo Pro, but I, I, you know, I'm like a lot of folks out there. First impressions last, and and this is the first impression. I'm giving you my first and only impression of Dojo Pro. Okay, so. I did not did not like the match with Kevin Koo and Carrie Awful. Um, Carrie Koo seemed a little on the, the greener side. I think he's got a plethora of potential, and he's not not bad at all. He's just you know he's got a little ways to go. I mean you know he he seems like a, a intelligent guy. They did, they do some really cool video packaging and profiling and smarten you up character development on who these wrestlers are. So I enjoyed Kevin Koo's and uh, Carrie Awful. They did that with now Carrie Awful was in full blown. These guys are all in character, right? So it's it's reality TV, but it's a work. The finishes are a work. It's pro wrestling. You know, it's it's a work, but and these guys are in character. But Gary Awful is kind of like I wasn't too familiar with him, but you can see he's a pro in the ring. He knows what he's doing. Uh it's kind of like a cactus jack feel, his promo, like a, a mankind, like with the crazy voice, and he wears a mask, and I think he's called the dog face gargoyle, I think. Oh, it's kind of like dog face gremlin was Rick Steiner. For those remember, for those that remember when he was at the Varsity Club. What Mike Rotundo and Kevin Sullivan and stuff, and and even when he's tagged with his brother Scotty, he was dog-faced gremlin. So so that's what I thought of right away. And then I'm listening to him talk. I'm like, okay, it reminds me of Mick Foley. 
So I understand a young man is probably inspired by those guys, which is sweet. Those are if you're going to be inspired by two guys, those are two greats in my opinion. Guys I know, in in Rick Steiner and and uh, and obviously Mick Mick Foley. So, but I just think you got to put your your twist on a little bit more. Uh, just my view, but it wasn't just that. It's just the match between Kevin and Kerry was very long, like too long. Um, I, I'm assuming they're putting one match on per. Okay. This was a long match, and it's tough to be invested that long, in my professional opinion, in a match when I'm just learning who these two young guys are. Now, I am not a diehard, hardcore, independent wrestling fan, okay? That doesn't make me a bad guy, (laughs) okay? I'm like probably most people that follow wrestling that I'm not a diehard, independent guy. I respect, I love independent wrestling. I don't follow as much as I, I should, and that's just me being blunt. Uh, as you guys know, that that have followed my content for a long time, I've done a, a long, you know, long segment for a lo- meaning long period of time called Indie Indies, where I would cover along with three different ladies from the, that are bona fide pro wrestlers, and and uh, and and Taylor Hendricks and and Veda Scott, and obviously Deanna Perazzo, and they would be part of this segment and and talk to me about independent wrestling because they were in the mix of the indie scene. And it's a segment that I missed that, that a lot of people loved, and all three of those girls did a great job, and and I respect them all. Okay, um, so I and I respect independent wrestling, but that I, I don't I didn't know who Kevin Koo or Carrie Offer was, so I had to rely on the video packaging they showed me in the company, so uh, the the TV show I should say, and it was great. I uh, it was intriguing. The, the the character behind both these characters was cool. But the match was too long And there was some of it Just it wasn't The physicality wasn't crisp It wasn't Just wasn't aggressive enough for me For me For me Just you know I'm from the elk of When you're going to wrestle And the smaller the building is And the lesser amount of people That are around that ring The more aggressive and stiff You need to be and that's just me being old school protecting the business That you gotta lay it the fuck in I mean, that's just me, bro So I'm just being real with you uh, And I didn't see that um, I, 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 I didn't see, it just didn't feel like that to me I'm not saying it didn't work hard I'm not saying it didn't work crisp It just wasn't for my taste Okay, I'm not, I think both these guys have bright futures I do um, Kevin Koo ended up winning the match I thought Kerry Offal was going to end up winning the match Because he seemed like more of the Well-rounded pro in there As far as experience Again, I could be wrong Kevin Koo could have five more years experience as a pro Than Kerry Offal I don't know I'm just telling you But my eye looked at My trained eye Not untrained eye um, So I wasn't crazy about the way the match was booked To be honest I wasn't crazy about the length of the match Which is part of the booking um, I'm giving you the things I didn't like So that, that it, it, I know it sounds like a lot But it actually was just one topic that I was talking about It was just a little long-winded on it um, There are several things that I did like I'm probably going to, as I'm talking to you Think of something else I didn't like But So I'll have to go back if that's the case What I did like was the look I like the studio feel We've seen this a lot in wrestling for many, many decades Um with more people in the studio But this reminded me of like those old You know Memphis studios or Georgia Championship Wrestling or Florida Championship Wrestling In those little studios 
in high def, ultra amazing looking quality TV, you know, so that's on Amazon Prime. It was like old meets new. It was kind of like a really friggin' cool concept. It really was. So, um, and speaking of the production, it was friggin' awesome, dude. Yo, their production value, the money they put in this, uh, the production end of it is le- is legit. It really is. They got these giant, um, like caricatures, some kind of like graffiti art. Uh, pardon my ignorance. I'm not an artist, but some kind of a, a ca- uh, like a cartoon graffiti esque type of um, gigantic painting or drawing of each wrestler while they're wrestling. It hangs facing the hard camera, kind of. So Kevin Koo and Carrie Offer, these giant like crazy graffiti cartoon esque of each of those guys. It was pretty cool while they were working. Um, they were just hanging there in that studio. The little things I noticed around the ring, right? The apron skirt, not the apron, the hardest part of the ring. Wink, wink, you get it. But the apron skirt, there was none, okay? If you look at the ring, there was no apron skirt. I love it. It makes it look a little unpolished. You're using the word dojo. You want to give that kind of training feel, younger younger guys and girls type feel thing, whatever. Um and it, it, I liked that there was no apron skirt. Okay, so for those that don't know what apron skirt is, it's like that logo you see that 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 drape that drape that hangs around the ring from the four sides of the ring. So it usually has like the company's logo on it, like you know WWE or would say Raw or would say ROH or whatever, right? Um, they didn't have a skirt up, which I thought was cool. I like that look. It's a kind of a raw look. Um, like I said, the production I thought was great. Now, as far as the broadcast crew, uh, they had one commentator, a play-by-play-esque, play-by-play guy, uh, color commentator, doing everything himself. Okay, I wasn't, uh, like, opposed opposed to that. I am uh, a guy who likes to have a two-man team where I want a guy who is a, you know, this uh, Mark Wetscher gentleman who sounds okay, you know, I mean, he, he knew he knew names of moves and stuff like that, you know, he's not, I don't know him from the wrestling business, he could be, again, I, he could be on the independent scene somewhere for a smaller company, I'm not sure, so pardon my ignorance on that, I wouldn't have minded another guy with him being a pro, a guy who was a legitimate professional wrestler that's been a champion, that, that's got, that, that is a credibility, a credible guy, I should say, you need credibility in the freaking announce booth, in my opinion. Okay, so you need to have, in my view, you need to have a guy doing color commentary with someone. That's just me. I need to know there's someone who knows what they're watching and talking about it who's lived it. That's just my acquired taste. Um, These guys are not, it wasn't like they hired, like the host, Matt Lott. It wasn't like they brought in, I don't know, you know, a, a, a true pro from the business, like whoever, like Todd Grisham or uh, Josh Matthews, who does obviously tons of work and is on the contract to impact wrestling. I'm just using an example of guys from the business, um, guys that are, you know, uh, announced talent from, uh, you know, wrestling or maybe guys that aren't with WWE anymore, stuff like that. They didn't bring those type guys in from what I know. They, they, I don't think any of these gentlemen here have real TV WWE experience. I don't think any of them. I, I like that kind of because it made it feel uh, very unique, very different. Um, it wasn't some of the same people that you would see. They also had a female referee. Uh, her name is Amanda Lee. Okay. She refereed this first match that I saw. And they have a few referees in this deal here. 
But this first this first episode, it was this female referee, right? Uh, uh, Amanda Lee. Here's the problem: she was she's about as tall as the talent, maybe taller. She's 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 not a, a, a short girl, right? She she you know she's a bigger, taller female. I I uh, I don't think that's a good move. Uh, I I I don't think it's good when the referee looks bigger than the talent or the same size of talent, especially if it's a female. My opinion. I don't mean to come off chauvinistic. That's just my point of view. All my years wrestling in and uh, you know in ECW, I mean, one of my favorite refs in the company was John Finnegan, and John was about six two, and he was about two hundred forty five pounds. He was a big man, but he was a great ref, you know. And I. I I would try to avoid being standing near John while I was refereeing. I'd keep him away from me. Like, you know, I didn't want people to see that gigantic size stuff. He's a big guy, you know, but he was a hell of a ref. So I, I don't, I'm not crazy about seeing, uh, a, I don't have a problem with a female referee. I just don't like that the referee, in this case, was a female, was taller than the boys, if not taller, or just as tall, I should say. <laughs> so that's my other thing on uh, that one other thing that I didn't like, as I was saying. Um, what else? Like I said, the production was cool. The video packaging was very cool. The concept's very cool. Their logo's very cool. It's, you know, Dojo Pro. It's kind of like a, a, an Asian type of lettering, the word Dojo. Um, by the way, side note, I think I might have been the first pro wrestling talent. I need you guys to help me as an audience. Feel free to treat me at official Taz. I feel like. I might be the first wrestling talent, pro wrestling talent to bring the word dojo into North American professional wrestling, I'd say. Definitely United States wrestling. I can't say for Japan. And I did that years ago. Now, you're thinking with the House of Hardcore Dojo or Taz, the human suplex machine, orange and black, he's training in the dojo. No, no. I'm going back for those that remember me as the Tasmaniac. I was listed from my idea, and I felt it then, the dojos of Tasmania. Aha! Uh-huh. See? So that's how way back I go with the word dojo using it. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, and, and next thing you know, it's like everything's dojo uh, for a lot of years after. I'm not saying people copied me. Maybe I'm implying I inspired a lot of this, but I definitely digress. So... Um, <laughs> Dojo Pro, look, I can't sit here and say it was awesome. I think I got to give it another chance to see the next matchup. I think the whole series is in the can already, meaning on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon and you want to see something different and you're a fan of professional wrestling, check it out. It's definitely worth to check it out. Um, It's a pretty cool concept. It's different. I, I respect their creativity. When I first was watching it, I initially thought it was being done. It felt like it was being done in Los Angeles, um, and then and and then I'm I'm realizing and, and being informed by my sources, one of my homeboys, uh, which I'll drop his name soon here. Okay, soon. Nashville Taz. I'm like ah, that's right, that's right. I actually did hear that they were doing some stuff in Nashville. So then it clicked for me. So anyway, so Dojo Pro, check it out. I mean, like I said, it's 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 definitely it's kind of cool. It's different. Um, tell you something else that's different And what WWE is doing right now As I record this Which I saw earlier today Is they kind of Because they get the extreme rules Which I'll get into that in a little while here uh, You know, get a little preview for, preview for you But they're doing a um, A little uh, dress up gimmick A little let's have the current talent 
dress up like some ECW uh, wrestlers. Interesting. Um, so I, uh, when I first saw this, I thought it was a really cool idea. And then when I realized they didn't pick me to be one of the wrestlers that current wrestlers dressed up like, then I started to hate the idea. That's called an agenda. So, <laughs> um, you know, being sarcastic. So yeah, what they did was um, they had several wrestlers from the original ECW. Um, you know, get dressed up as like so they had Sandman, they had Sabu, uh, like Nakamura was uh Sabu. Uh, and wow, it's interesting, by the way. Side note, the picture they have of Sabu I saw uh from his prime in ECW and then Nakamura. Look at the size difference of Sabu and Nakamura, like the muscularity difference. <laughs> like, I, I always thought that about Sabu when I all my years of him being him and I being uh, rivals. I always knew how hard he trained, how muscular he was, how thickly built he was, but yet he had he had a leaner hips, leaner midsection, leaner core, leaner legs. That's how he was so quick and athletic. But his shoulders, his chest, his arms, he had some muscle on him, man. And you really look at a side by side. You get a chance of Nakamura dressed as Sabu And Sabu as Sabu Oh, big difference um, They had several different uh, They they had uh, New Day in there Becky Lynch in there They had Lana as Sandman uh, Sandman never looked so hot In all of his years, I can tell you that right now <laughs> Yeah uh, They had uh, Rusev, I think he was Mick Foley, yeah, you can go check it out They had, uh, they had you know, it was pretty cool It was pretty cool, so Again, uh, yours truly wasn't picked for the dress-up gimmick And I guess they're trying to make the feel of, you know Hey, we're about to do ECW uh, Not ECW, we're about to do Extreme Extreme Rules this Sunday So let's get creative and, you know, feel that original ECW feel uh, And have some of the current talent do this dress-up gimmick Um, It's a cool concept, but honestly, Extreme Rules uh, the way it's morphed into It really has nothing to do with ECW Like not one bit So <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> So it's just WWE uh, Doing uh, matches which are cool That are Different uh, looser in the rules A little bit more You know doing a cage match Doing an Iron Man match You know that getting a little more physicality It's it's just it's it, they, they, they use the word extreme So they think it's ECW and, you know, that's all. That's a connection. Extreme rules. Yep, that's all. That's ACW. Extreme. They were extreme. That's it. Put them in. Let's 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 put that in that box with ECW. The word extreme. And you know what? They aren't the only ones who do stuff like that. And I'm not talking about just wrestling here. I'm not a fan of that type of what they call like. I guess you would call that a typecast type gimmick. That's not my style, to be honest with you. But you know. Whatever floats your boat. I mean, this is what uh, this is what happens sometimes. What are you gonna do? So I think that's where WWE looks at like uh, you know extreme rules as well. That's the ECW esque type of pay per view because of the word extreme and they uh, you know they, they 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 even their logo it's a like an X it's a red X with the WWE logo in it. You know it's red and black and it's mean all that. I mean it's cool. I, I got nothing against it. I mean. Like I said, I'm going to do a little preview on it in a little while, but it really has nothing to do with ECW. I, I think of most of you people that are more hardcore fans of wrestling or maybe you re- remember the original ECW, you guys, you guys know that. So um, 
So that's the deal. All right, guys. So I'm going to go to break here in a second. I'll get into doing a little preview action for you on and give you some thoughts on Extreme Rules. Uh, second or two. Uh, first, I'll let you know support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So they understand that the home plays a big role in your life, in your family, and that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And guys, as you know, it's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. And you guys know it's convenient. It's trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. In addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Here we go. Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, folks, go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, TAZ Show, be right back and talk some extreme rules. Sit tight. Jarvis, we're back here on the Taz Show. We'll talk about stream rules here in a second. Again, appreciate you guys checking out this episode of the show. Rock and rolling. Just on rolling. Just keep on rolling. That's the gimmick, right? We'll talk some stream rules here. Should be a good show. A lot of, a lot of matches. A lot of matches. I think they're doing this bad boy in the Steel City in Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh, there is a lot of matches. Uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Well, eleven with a kickoff match, which is the New Day Insanity. So, um, which should be a really good match. I'm a big mark for the Sanity gimmick. And I love Eric Young and all that. So, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, that um, that should be actually a pretty good kickoff match. But I'm not going to get into depth of with that particular uh, matchup. Um, but yeah, I think it's been a good build up here. You know, they, as you guys know, they're doing the, the mix of Raw and SmackDown now with the pay per views, and you know, we've seen them go back and forth over time of with this and and everything, and uh, you know, it, it's um, um, I I like it. I think it's fine. I think it's less confusing. I think you're adding a lot more star power to the show uh, when you do the um, when you do the co- the, the uh, combined uh, you know. Shows together like this I, I'm, I'm cool with it, I think it's good I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot of people Bitching and moaning online about it So I, I guess a lot of you guys like it too What's well, not the like, like I said You're getting, uh, you're getting, you know, three pounds of bologna uh, in, in, in a one pound bag Which is good, if you like bologna So in this case, wrestling is bologna So uh, <laughs> you get a lot of bologna, right? <laughs> so, you know It should be a uh, it should be a good show, but um, the SmackDown Women's title uh, with the champ there is Carmella, who you guys know I'm a big fan of Carmella. She's going to go against Asuka, and they're going to have Ellsworth, as you guys know, James Ellsworth is back with, you know, with Carmella, and and that's cool. You know, he's a good dude, and he's going to be suspended, you know, in a shark cage high above the ring, um, you know, which is always entertaining because you know somehow, some way, you know. He's got to. He's gonna have to get involved. I would assume. I would think something's gonna happen, or he'll throw something down. I mean, I'm sure to get a little more creative than that. But 
you know, it's uh, uh, they had Paige, who's the general manager of SmackDown, basically make the rematch between Asuka and Carmella. So, uh, uh, yeah, and they're doing this, this to Cage, like I said, to keep Ellsworth away from, you know, getting involved and stuff like that. So, so which is always good. Um, look, you know, I, I think um, I think you got to figure out a way to keep the title on Carmella. She is. She'll talk into building. The girl's got heat. She she's become an excellent worker. I, I've been singing her praises from jump. Um, you know, while she was while the team, uh, you know, they were uh, what do you call it? Uh, when she was managing um, Big Cass and uh, Enzo, and then in NXT, and they came up to the main roster, and she was still on NXT. I was like singing her praises, and she did really well for herself. And once she debuted, and I was the guy saying, "Make her a heel, make her a heel." Was initially they had her has a baby face if you remember, and they made her a heel, and it's been all systems go for her since then, and she's really really kicked ass and she does she does a great job, um, you know I, I I they did a lot of tomfoolery and shenanigans this past week on SmackDown which is, uh, kind of sucked, uh, something with the finish on the gimmick with with Ellsworth and Oscar I'm just not a fan of that whole thing I just don't think it works. You got to keep Oscar special. You got to keep her whole. You got to keep her as a killing machine. And and we'll see. We'll see how they handle this match for the for the SmackDown Women's Title. I'm cool either way. I I, I would like them to keep it on Carmella because she's 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 a really good heel. And um and uh, and also by the way, I I looked earlier on WWE dot uh, com and on uh, um something it was a graphic uh, somewhere I don't remember where it was on the website. Of Carmella and Ellsworth was in the fel- the photo, uh, and so was Oscar. You know, talking about the match for it was a, just a picture of them about the match and a bunch of graphics for for the Sunday Extreme Rules. I, I, I'm a little confused. I don't know why they didn't have in the photo. Carmella did not have the SmackDown Women's Title on her shoulder or in her hand. I was a little surprised at that. To be honest, WWE usually does a really good job with that. Uh, maybe it was just a little mishap. Um, so. I do think the match will be good. I think Carmella, like I said, it's become she's she's really coming into her own. Um, I, if they put it on Oscar, like I said keep it on Carmella. I'm cool, but if they put it on Oscar, I'm cool with that too. I just the promo situation is uh, she just can't cut that promo for me. You know, she just can't cut that. You know, talk me into the building, as I always say. You know, I just think that's very important. And Oscar is so over. You know, she really is. Um, does she really need a title? That's the thing, right? So I say that a lot too. The, the, who needs a title? Who doesn't? You know, it, it's that's the thing. Um, I, I, you know, what I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think she needs a title. Um, I, I just don't. It's just a, a, a. She's got that aura. She's got that Oscar's gonna kill you feel. Uh, you know, in, in expression, right? Um, it just, I don't know. If she needs it. Um, if she has it, cool. But then you got to take it off her eventually, and she's hard to beat. She's hard to beat. So what they're doing with the booking is pretty pretty smart. Let's put Ellsworth uh, above the ring in the shark cage. Everyone thinks that Carmella's dead meat. Um, I think you got to get creative and 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 somehow figure a way to to if you want to get creative, have Oscar win the match or protect Oscar if and when she does do the job. You know, let's let's protect it the right way. So I, I got my faith in the Bookers and in Triple H and Vince. I I think they'll do the right thing. Um, I think they got to. Uh, uh, I think they. I think it wouldn't be horrible keeping Ellsworth in the shock tank, shock cage tank, whatever it is, 
the whole match and he doesn't get involved and he can't throw nothing down and all that stuff and just have these girls have a straight up physical physical battle um i do think that you'll see oscar physically challenge carmella to get physical uh, because Oscar is very good at that, and I think that that Carmella will surprise a lot of people. I think she's a tough girl, and I think she's a physical physical competitor. And I think Carmella and Oscar are gonna have an excellent match. I do. I'm looking forward to it. I, I like the booking on it. I'm totally cool with it. Um, speaking of women's championships, we'll talk a little raw with um, champion. Excuse me, I'm catching my breath. Alexa uh, Alexa Bliss. She's gonna go against Nia Jax. So uh, Alexa, you know, it's an Extreme Rules match, by the way, So, it, which should be interesting here. Um, but the real caveat, caveat in this thing, it's not the, the buildup of this, which obviously Ronda Rousey is part of this story. And Ronda Rousey uh, basically said, I will be uh, in a sit down with Renee. I will be there. I will be in the front row. I'm buying a ticket. Yeah, I'm suspended from Raw, but I am not suspended from Extreme Rules. So I, I like what WWE did here with this. Um, it's a good hook for people that are either MMA fans or just Ronda Rousey fans because she's got tons of fans to say, oh, snap, all right, shit, I'm in. Because, okay, Ronda can't be on Raw. She can't beat somebody's ass on Raw. But, yo, check it out. She flat out said, I can be at uh, Extreme Rules, and I will be there, you know, Um and she's going to be in the front row. So you know, you know, you damn well know she, Ronda Rousey, will get involved with this match. So uh, hopefully they don't do no screw job finish here. You know, um, but having Ronda Rousey there is a good way to get creative where you could do some stuff with her. Uh, not too much towards the end of the finish or do something during the match where, I don't know, hypothetically, I'm not saying they'll do this just off the top of my head, spitballing. Where Ronda's in the front row and then Nia Jax bumps uh, Alexa Bliss, takes a big bump, powders out of the ring. She, I mean, she leaves the ring and she sells her way over. A lot of inside terms here. They're everywhere. Um, towards the Ronda Rousey's in the front row and then Ronda, whatever, drills her, nails her, pops a punch, it does something to her, which could help whatever. Let's just say if you're going to have Nia get the advantage or beat her off of that in the ring, whatever. So. It'll be more creative and better than that. I'm just that's just something off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I do like the fact that she um that she's in there. Uh Ronda Rousey is gonna be there and that they announced it because that's a hook, that's a draw. You know what I mean? And and it's a good way to protect Bliss if you're gonna beat Bliss and Nia Jax becomes a two-time Raw Women's champion. You can definitely do that by utilizing you know, utilizing uh, Ronda Rousey, so it's nice. I think it's a good little fix, uh, a fix, a little, a little uh, fix to have her sitting there, Rousey, and it's a good hook that they said that she's gonna be there. They didn't beat around the bush. It wasn't like something they would do on uh, the day before the show or earlier in, on the show. Oh, guess what? Breaking news: Ronda's gonna be there. no, no. They had a freaking say it straight up sitting there with Renee. Uh, you know, I ain't bullshitting around. I'm gonna be there. You know, basically, <laughs> I think it's great. So that makes the Nia Jax. Uh, Opportunity at the Raw Women's title that Alexa holds a much more sexier. So we shall see uh, how it breaks down. So it should be pretty cool. Um, should be good. Again, so those two women's matches to me look pretty legit uh, from a booking perspective, what they can do with the people involved. I think it works well. Uh, a match that I don't think has got a ton of pub, like not pub, that's the wrong word. Ton of love, let's put it that way Love from the company, and there's been love But not like, I don't know, to me 
Uh, some might disagree with that. And I'm talking about the U.S. title match with um, – with the, I need to drink some water. I think because I'm very dry. With uh, with Jeff Hardy and uh, and uh, Nakamura. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I I I feel like we've watched Nakamura kind of, hmm, you know, and it's not his fault. <laughs> so I'm I'm not going. Ugh. I just feel like, you know, not everybody can be the top guy. You know, you have a lot of good talent in the company, so it's tough for everyone to be the top guy. But for quite some time, Nakamura was the top guy, but never really had that, you know, that big run, right? Uh, never had that big, uh, you know. It's just, it's just, I don't feel like this match, this match on paper, looking at Jeff Hardy as the United States champ and, and Shinsuke Nakamura, these two guys, their style, their work rate, you would think that, you know, they could knock it out of the park and f- steal the friggin' show. And and they might. And I hope they do. I hope they do. Um, uh, really, it, it, it's uh, th- this match can do that, you know. So it, it, with these two guys, I should say. Um, and maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we see Nakamura get this U.S. title. Uh, maybe that happens. You know, Jeff Hardy, I love Jeff, know Jeff, wrestle Jeff, work with Jeff in TNA, work with Jeff in WWE, know him very well, love him, respect him. Jeff's promos, he's not a great promo guy. You know, he's he's a unique, free spirit, different type guy, as you guys know. So maybe you look at it like, well, you know, Jeff's not talking him into the building. Jeff's star power and his name and his work rate is what gets you in the building. And his, he's, a, he's a bona fide superstar. Uh, and Nock is a rock star, right? That's the bill him as, and he is. And and so maybe the difference in promos isn't huge, you know, meaning talk people in the building. Um, maybe you make that U.S. title be a sure, a pure wrestling championship where it's a wrestler's wrestler. It's not about the promo. Um, yeah, you could do that. I mean, um, uh, you know, it, it could be it could be a really cool deal. I mean, it could be a really, really cool deal. Um you know, with these two guys on a big stage like Extreme Rules, I think it can. I hope it is. I think with these two guys, you need WWE needs to give them time in that match. You can't have this be, even though it's a pay per view, a ten minute deal. Give them a little more time than that. Um, you know, I think they need some time. Uh, I, I don't know. I just uh, remember this match was. I think this was the one that was postponed, right? I think it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was proposed because Nakamura was injured and then, and then he wasn't medically cleared to compete and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, I think, think that's if I remember correctly. I'm trying to remember because I'm mixing my shows and it's just so much content. It gets crazy. But regardless, you're going to have Nakamura and, and Jeff Hardy. And like I said, on paper, it seems like it's going to be a kick-ass great match. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, definitely looking forward to that one for sure. Uh, what else we got that I wanted to talk about? Like I said, I'm not going to talk about every single one of them. Oh, the um, the uh, IC title, the IC title, Intercontinental Championship, is a match that I wanted to uh, touch on a little bit. Um, with uh, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, and it's a it's an Iron Man match, a 30 minute. You know, a lot of times you see Iron Man a 60. This is a 30 minute deal, uh, so you know they're going to get full throttle 30 minutes with these two guys. And I've talked about these two guys in the recent past here in this angle. And the stuff they've been doing, um, I got to tell you, it's um, these two. It, the chemistry is just really. 
it's just it, there. You know, when you have someone that you can work with and work anywhere with, and no matter how many people are there, and and turn it up and burn it down. In the words of Seth Rollins, right? <laughs> burn it down. Yeah, you, you. These two guys are that. Dolph and Seth. These two cats really, um, you know, really, really work awesome together. Um, you know, we've seen Mac, Drew McIntyre with the interference or, you know, Roman, this and stuff. I just want to see these two guys just go in there and ball, man. Just go there and just just go just go and ball and, and, and because they're both ballers. I mean, and just go in there and just, just turn it up and just let these guys go for 30 minutes. Their cardio on both these cats is awesome. Dolph sitting pretty with that that IC title, but he can lose it quick, as you know, to Seth Rollins. Would I do that? No. Seth does not need the title. You know, you, you got you want to keep this thing on on uh, on Dolph. In my opinion, uh, we've seen these two go back and forth. Uh, it's um, uh, and and then the general manager Kurt Angle said, "Okay, we, we, that's it. Uh, rubber match city. We're going to get this thing done in, in an Iron Man uh, epic battle at Extreme Rules. So uh, and that's what we're going to get. So I, I think this this is another one of those matches that could steal the show. I, that's why I, I think this card is really good. Extreme Rules. I really do. I, they have a have a lot of good matches lined up on this card, and that's definitely at the top of the heap. One of the top of the heaps in that uh, IC title Ironman. What else we got? We got the SmackDown Tag Title. Um, this story I haven't followed extremely, pardon the pun, ex- uh, extremely well. Not well, uh, intently, I should say. I haven't followed it intently, but I will say I know Team Hell knows back together. I know that. Um, you know, Kane and DB there, Daniel Bryan. I know that against the Bludgeons, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. Now, I got to tell you straight up, you got the Bludgeon Brothers as the SmackDown Tag Team Champs. They better not. And I love Kane. Kane's my boy. I know Kane a lot of years. I love him. I don't know Daniel Bryan. Never met Daniel Bryan, but I respect him though. But they better not put these tag titles, these SmackDown titles on these two guys, on on, on Daniel Bryan and Kane. You, they don't need it. Don't do it. Keep it on the Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers are not just the future. They're the now. Um, you, know, uh, uh, we, we, you know, I just feel like it's, you know, I think you could you could have yourself a good match here. You got you got three gigantic men in this thing and, and, and an undersized, Athletic freak in Daniel Bryan So it's a weird mix, right? <laughs> you know, Kane is, is a monster Just like the Bludgeons are So it's a weird mix I don't know if you're going to get a five-star Or, you know, insane high-spot fest here Which I strongly doubt Because these are, these are, you know The, the heels are just bruisers um, And Kane is not exactly, you know Fleet-footed, going to go 100 miles an hour for you But I don't know it, My gut tells me They're going to I guess I'm going to give you one of these predictions, which uh, sometimes I'm great at predictions. Sometimes I suck. I feel like they put Team Hell No back together to get those titles. And I I hope they don't take them off of of the bludgeons. I I really hope they don't do that. I'm serious. I really, really hope not. And I got a feeling they're going to keep it on Harper and Rowan, please. Just keep it on them. It should be interesting. Again, I don't think it's going to be a show stealer, but it should be interesting, and uh, and we'll see what happens. So, um, 
what else is another one I wanted to touch on was Lashley. Uh, Lashley and Roman Reigns. And the winner of this gets their hands on Brock Lesnar. So, and his universal titling and opportunity, right? So, okay, love the stip. Uh, it's basically number one, the number one contenders match at the end of the day, right? I guess that's what it is. I don't know why they're not calling it that. Maybe that's not a cool term anymore. I don't know. But that's, unless there's something I missed, I, I think that's what this is. Um, They've been building this up with Roman and Bobby. We've seen them do a you know tag matches together and have some tension and have one upsmanship and cut some promos on each other where they're stiff with each other. Um, I've talked a lot about Bobby Lashley, where I think and what they should have done with him. Um, I've talked a lot about this, you know, with him. I, they didn't go the direction and not going the direction I thought they would. So, so it is what it is. Uh, you know, at least he's still getting a push and and hopefully he can find who he is. Uh, in this thing here, um, um, you know, it, it, it's. I mean, who do you? I mean, just go right to the end of the match. Who do you have win the match? I, I think you got to have Lashley win it. I mean, really, do, do we need to see Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar anymore? I mean, do we? I mean, but now if you're going to put it on Bobby, you're going to have. You would think that whoever's going to face Brock, I would think, is going to beat them. Beat them. I mean, just because of the stuff with the business we just saw with, with Cormier at UFC and, and Brock Lesnar, you know, Brock flat, flat out got in the ring and is going to fight him, and I, I don't, it can't be till January. We talked about this on my radio show, my sports radio show, with Moose, uh, Moose and I show, Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. We talked about this, so you know, because of I guess the you know once he's in that protocol for the uh, for the doping and drug testing, Brock he can't I guess won't be cleared or whatever it is. I don't know the logistics, so pardon my ignorance. But until January, I think it is uh, sometime in January. So we're not going to see that fight in UFC for quite some time. But um, I, I would think you're going to start building if you're not just going to. So if Lashley wins here, he gets an opportunity at Brock. You can't just have Brock just beat Lashley. That's if I'm right. Maybe they have Roman win. I, I don't know what they're going to do in Extreme Rules. I, I you know, um, both these guys are monsters. Both these guys, will, they'll get physical. Um, you know, I, I I feel like the build for Bobby wasn't great for Lashley. I know I would have handled it a lot different. Um, but it is what it is. Um, you know, Roman Reigns, the guy that people love to hate. Um, one day he's a baby face, one day he's more of a heel, and I, you know, it's, it's, he's kind of hard to figure out, but he's over. I've always said that about Roman. So, um, you know, it, it, it you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't, um, I, I, is this a marquee match for me? I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see it. I mean, but I don't, I've seen these guys do a lot of stuff together, and I, I don't, I talked a lot about chemistry earlier with, with like uh, with Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins in this particular podcast. I don't think you get that same chemistry with Roman and Bobby. I, I don't think that chemistry is there, uh, in my professional opinion. It's, I hate to sound disrespectful towards them. I don't mean it. It's just my opinion. I wouldn't have booked these two guys together right now for as long as they've done stuff. If you wanted to do shoot a quick angle and then go into extreme rules with these guys face each other and have the winner face, you know, Brock, cool. Um, I just wouldn't have done a lot of the stuff they've done. I didn't mind a lot of the tag team stuff when they were doing one-upsmanship stuff with each other and tagging each other in and doing the spears and all that jazz and out doing each other. I, I didn't mind that that much, but it's been a lot of talk with these two, and I don't know. It's just 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice in a way. Uh, I respect these guys and and the, the booking. I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy about it. I I don't know if Bobby is ready to. I, I know he's ready. I don't know if the bill for him is ready for him to go and and go in and face Brock. I mean, I, I'm maybe there's somebody else that's going to happen before that. Maybe I'm way off on the timeline. I don't know. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. It, it makes it for an intriguing matchup, and we'll see. I, I think Bobby would probably win the match, uh, but we'll see. And and uh, the last match I want to talk about is the WWE title match with AJ Styles, uh, where Rusev is getting a shot here. Um, yeah, you know what? I mean, good for Rusev. I mean, you know, look for those that don't know. When you're higher in the card, you make more money. You know, so good for him. He's going to get himself a nice big payday and get a shot at the. WWE title, and there's obviously other matches. I, I, I'm not really getting into the Kevin Owens steel cage match with Braun Strowman. I'm not. Well, I'm not uh, I'm trying to do what else. I'm not. Uh, let me just interject. I'm not. I didn't get into talking about Matt Hardy and Bray uh, for the Raw Tag Team titles against B Team, Finn Balor and Baron. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, there's nothing that's jumping out for me to be honest with you for those matches to get into it. Um, the WWE title. Uh, with AJ and uh, Rusev, yeah. Um, look, AJ can work with anybody. Okay, AJ is arguably one of the best in the business right now, top three, and he's been type three for probably a lot of years. His ability in there is just—he's just a freak. I've talked a ton about AJ on my show here, um, and you know what? The big Bulgarian brute man, Rusev—he's uh, underratedly athletic for a guy his size. Uh, I think they're going to give you a really good match here, um, you know. And I like that they had had they had Rusev get this. You know, he earned us in in a crazy way uh, out last in uh, Samoa Joe and the Miz and um, <clears throat> excuse me, Big E <clears throat> in the Gauntlet match, a SmackDown Gauntlet. Who else was in that? Daniel Bryan, I think, was in that too. Yeah, I think he was. So, so I like that he earned it, the opportunity for it. That was that's cool. See, it should be good. I don't think AJ loses the title, though. I mean, it's not a, a plethora for me to sink my teeth in with this. Um, you know, um, I, I think it'll be a good physical wrestling match. To me, the match that feels like the main event, though, I have to tell you, for the build, I, and I'll be—I'm very interested to see what matches last. I mean, don't don't just think that AJ's matches last because they could turn around do the steel cage with Braun and Kevin Owens last. But I'm feeling like, yo, they might go Lashley and and Reigns last. I mean, that could happen, you know. So, you know, it'll be cool. It, it, it should be a pretty good show. So uh, hopefully I'm able to stay awake to watch it live live. If not, I'll have to watch a little tape TiVo Jones. So uh, Homeboy gets her up early for uh, his uh, day job. So uh, <laughs> so so that's the deal. But um, should be good at stream rules and Never in the, the Steel City of Pittsburgh. It's always a great audience. They had the fans are usually pretty strong. Uh, so it should be good. It should be a good show. And and uh, and hope you guys enjoyed this show, uh, the Taz show, this edition of the show. As usual, uh, you know, I love you guys. I love you guys like brothers and sisters. You know that. I love you guys like I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Great brand, by the way. But I love me some peanut butter cups. My favorite candy. And they don't even sponsor the Taz Show. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Take three. Not yet anyway. Easy for me to say. 
right, that's it, kids. Uh, enjoy Extreme Rules uh, and uh, keep spreading the word about the Taz show. And uh, don't be afraid to give me a little review on the Gimmick Schneebits uh, Apple Podcast. All right, guys, look, I'm Taz. You're not. I'll talk to you guys later in the week. Bye bye. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck a road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, financing at 3750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Cherokee Laredo models as of 1-3-2020 and dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through price through capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.